When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back to the Play Like a Girl podcast, one of the shows for SB Nation's Ohio State site, Land Grant Holy Land. We are two girls talking about sports because our opinion counts too. I'm your host, Meredith Hine, and I'm thrilled to be joined today by my co-host, Jamie Urich. Hi, Meredith. Thank you so much for having me back. So excited to have you back. Uh, How are things? They are good. I was just in Ohio for the last like six days, which was really nice. Got to see some friends from college, my college besties, and it snowed while I was there. It was great. Yeah, I saw that it snowed in your Insta story. Um, Mm -hmm. It was funny. So watching the Ohio State game followed by the Iowa game, like there was snow at both venues. Um, And it was clear and sunny in Chicago. And then woke up this morning and took the pups out. And it was like... I can't even call it pretty snow. It was just a lot of like wet, gross snow. Oh, well, that's not fun. Yeah. Ohio had pretty, they did get pretty snow, I will say. It looked like a little snow globe. It was nice, very cool. It was very pleasant. But it was, yeah, it was It was really good. Um, we were, I was there for a, for a funeral service. So it wasn't like a particularly fun trip, but it was, really nice to be surrounded by my Ohio State people and get to like, you know, get to support our our best friend through a tough time. And we, it was very like how firm thy friendship of us. It was great. Awesome. And sorry for, you know, why you had to go to Ohio, but glad you got to have that time with friends and your time in the snow globe. On a lighter note, speaking of slow, snow globes, uh, have you seen... Minnesota's like snow plow situation. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. So like, I think all inanimate objects should have funny names because as you know, I love chaos. This feels like peak chaos. Like I love this. Really love that the one that that they named last year. Actually, why don't you fill everyone in on the contest? And yeah. then we'll go into that. Yeah, so... Essentially, last year, the Minnesota Department of Transportation like really had a contest for folks in Minnesota to name their snowplows, um, which is just an adorable like thing in and of itself. And I love this for Minnesota. Uh, last year, the winner was named Plowy McPlowface, which is 
it's, it's so just funny. absurd it's yeah so that's funny. that's what I was gonna say leading into this like I love that the winner was Plowy McPlowface like I'm like I zero effort involved like that someone just like bare minimum submitted that in and it won and I love that for them oh no I picture this as like a second grader with like a lot of tude and like yep I'm gonna write in plowy mcplow face and he and his friends think it's really funny and it is it's hilarious it's hilarious Um, and then they won and they won but I remember when this happened last year and it's it was so funny last year. It's funny again now. In the press release, uh, Minnesota said Plowy McPlowface has eight new friends, which to the point of like naming inanimate objects, I just adore. Uh, so I'm going to read off the eight new friends of Plowy McPlowface. Um, they are Betty Whiteout, Control Salt Delete, The Big Laplowski, Plowasaurus Rex, can I'm sorry. <laughs> Scoop dog, blizzard of eyes, no more Mr. Ice guy and Edward blizzard hands. It's the whiplash. So like for me personally, the whiplash of going Betty white out to scoop dog to blizzard of Oz is like my whole personal <laughs> brand and plowasaurus Rex. I love dinosaurs. My whole personal brand, but also is like so whiplashy. Also, it's, did, it's did you see the full list of the 2020, 2021 winners? No, hold on. I just, I, I navigated over. Do you want to read them off? Sure. So it's Plowy McPlowface. Ope just mm-hmm. going to plow right past you. <laughs> which if you're from the Midwest, we would be like, oh, just going to sneak right past you. So that's hilarious. Duck, duck, orange truck, plow bunion. Oh, that's so good. Snowby Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Darth Blader and the truck formerly known as plow. Wait, you forgot F. Salt Fitzgerald. Oh, and F. Salt Fitzgerald. <laughs> oh my God. These are so good. These are so good. This brings so much joy to my life. I also really like the, I'm like reading through some of the ones that were submitted that didn't win. And they're making me laugh. The honorable mentions. Yeah. Do, do you have one you want to share? Well, there's like, Sir Plows a lot. Um, There are a lot of, Prince references, obviously it's Minnesota. And I really like Raspberry Beret. Um, I see Purple Snow on here too. Purple Snow is also on there. I like Fast and the Flurry list because I love the Fast and the Furious movies. Soft Flake Superior. It's also very funny. Yeah, it really is. These are so great. Good job, Minnesota. Like Snow Business. Mary Tyler Moore snow. I have some questions about tater tot hot dish because I can't. Is that like a Minnesota thing? I don't know, but it also has nothing to do with like winter or snow or ice. So it's just funny to me that that somehow got 10,000 votes. Yeah, it's uh, doesn't make sense. It's probably why it didn't win. But anyway, 
Good job, Minnesota. I can't wait to see what you do next year with your snow plows. <laughs> um, meanwhile, it is with our first snow. I'm refusing to, to turn the heater on just yet. And I'm suffering through um, the cold our, in our condo. Well, I was going to complain because our central heating doesn't work in our apartment. But it is only in the 50s here. So it's not really like heat time. And I hate being hot when I sleep. But our apartment gets very cold at night because mm. yeah, like it does get down it. in the 20s at night in LA it's not like like people are like oh it's like in the 70s all year round and it's like yeah during the day when the sun is out and in the winter it'll be like 70 during the day or 60 during the day and then it plummets yeah I mean I can un- understand that are you a windows open sleeper I am Okay. I'm a full advocate for that. Um, my husband got upset because I did try to have the windows open when it was 30 degrees the other night. Um, and it did get actually chilly, but I'm with you. I can't, it can't be hot when you sleep. Yeah. I don't want it to be hot. And I like the fresh air coming in. Um, and even when I lived in New York, I would, I mean, to be fair, those radiators, we had no control over the heat in our apartment because they were those like old school like clickety clack radiators and I would sleep with the full blown windows like full open open windows situation in the dead of winter oh I have fond memories pile blankets on top of me then be hot yeah you're made warm I don't want to be more layers I don't want to be warm like yes I'm sweating in my bed it's a problem Yes, words to live by. Um, <laughs> do you want to leave that in there? We can. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> you can decide. Um. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, Jamie, so excited to have you on the show today. We do have lots of exciting things to talk about. Before we get into some of these other topics, we did want to take a brief moment to address what happened at the University of Virginia on Sunday night. Um, As you all have probably seen, uh, there was a shooting at the University of Virginia. Um, Three football players were killed by a former teammate. Um, We wanted to take some time to recognize the lives of those players. That's Lavelle Davis Jr., Devin Chandler and Deshaun Perry, um, who were all killed on Sunday night. Um, Two other University of Virginia students were injured in the shooting and the shooter, again, a former football player is now in custody. We were talking in the pre-show, Jamie, it's, it feels impossible to even call this senseless anymore. It's just absurd that this continues to happen. And I just wish nothing but the best for these players' family. And we're just sending them all of the love in the world and the hope that something can actually get done to prevent this from happening in the future. Yeah. It's just, it's like reached a point where I read these stories and like, I cried when I read this story and um, it, it's like heartbreaking, but also I feel like there was a time in my life where I would read these stories and I would just kind of cry. And I trusted that like something would be done about it to prevent it in the future. And now 20 years have gone by and we're still reading these stories and nothing has happened. 
And so it doesn't just break my heart that these like three young men never got to like reach their full potential in life because their lives were cut short senselessly. Their families are going to have an empty seat at their holiday tables this year. Like it, it's, it, it doesn't just break my heart that that happens. It's like, it enrages me that we are still even having to address these things without trying any solutions. Like try, try something, literally anything, literally anything. Um, yep. Yep. Virginia did cancel its men's basketball game last night in one of those moments that it's just those little things that get you in these situations. Uh, Virginia Tech, um, their women's basketball team wore shirts to honor the victims. Um, it's not, it's pretty much a one-sided rivalry in both football and basketball, but uh, it's, you know, just one of those things that shows that obviously yeah. some pieces transcend sports, right? Uh, and so what a, you know, nice gesture to be able to honor these young men. Well, and like for the Virginia Tech students, not certainly not the students who are there now, but like they've been through this it's in 15 years. So like just to to put into context, the Virginia Tech shooting happened 15 years ago and not, literally nothing has changed. And now their kind of rival school is experiencing a similar on-campus shooting, like different circumstances, certainly in different different magnitude, but it's not a different magnitude for the individuals who are lost. Like it doesn't really matter if it's one person or 32, it's a tragedy either way. And it's been 15 years. And so like, I love that they honored that. I wish that they didn't have to. And it's like for the, for the students who are there, like, what are they supposed to do? Just like go to a football game next weekend. You know, it's like, yeah. Like how do you even go about your day as if the as if it's normal? It's impossible. But I mean are- because it is normal at this point. And that's yeah, the rest of us across the country are like, you know, the Virginia uh classes have obviously been canceled uh, yesterday and today. Um but yeah, at some point, you know, they're just gonna it's supposed to go back to class, supposed to continue. This was a field trip to go see a play. Like that's how this shooting happened. Yeah. And it was when the bus got back that, you know, yeah, I, I actually will disagree. I will tell you something that has changed since Virginia Tech. What's that? It's active shooter training because unfortunately there have been so many active shooters in the United States that we now have data for the best way to shelter in place. You're absolutely correct. That should be, that's that should enrage everybody. I mean, yeah. great. We know how to protect ourselves better, but what the actual. It's like, I'm the, the fact that the policy changes were like, Hmm, instead of like eliminating the source of the issue, which would be the shootings themselves. It's like, we'll just, we'll just teach you all how to be safer. How to lessen your likelihood of dying if something happens. <sighs> uh, and Jamie and I discussed this in the pre-show. We don't we don't want to bring these stories into our show, but guess what? These things are happening in the field of sports. Like this is now impacting something that we should be able to enjoy. We shouldn't have to be talking about football players getting shot. Mm-mm. 
No, they should. We should be talking about like the game that they're going to play on Saturday, or the yep. game they just played on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But we we did feel it was an important point to address. We wanted to recognize those young men who lost their lives and make sure that they're not forgotten and hopefully have a voice in making sure that something like this doesn't happen again. And so with that, that was very heavy. We have only light topics for the rest of the show because of that. Um, however, they might be tearjerkers in other ways. So Jamie, are we ready to? Let's rock and roll. Let's do it. This was a very fun story that I saw. Uh, Sunday was the first game. I cannot believe that this is the first game. Sunday's Arizona versus LA Rams game was the first time that there was AAPI representation on both teams. So Asian American Pacific Islanders playing on both teams. Um, So Kyler Murray. And the on-field official. And the on-field official. So Kyler Murray. Uh, Leaky Fotu, I'm so sorry if I'm butchering that name, and then Taylor Rapp uh, for the Cardinals and the Rams, um, and then Lovan Pham, the on-field official, like you said. Uh, so very cool. Representation matters. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it. it is, um, it's kind of shocking, and like, it's one of those things where it's like, you, you can look at it two ways, and it's like, I cannot believe that in 2022, this is the first time this has ever happened. Um, And that like the NFL should be embarrassed by that. Um, And also it's great that it's happening. We got to celebrate our our wins. Yeah, like this is one of those like kind of both and both things can be true sort of a thing and so I tend you know Twitter Twitter has no nuance and so when you read about these things on Twitter people are either like thrilled that it's happening or angry that it took this long and it's like both can be true and Mm -hmm. we're definitely like it's still worth celebrating in my opinion for sure and you know just as an aside I saw Sarah Thomas's ponytail when I was watching a game on Sunday I think it was the Sunday night game yeah so love that Another really great story. So sadly, the Bears lost again. Can't talk about very that. tragically. We, we don't, don't need to talk about Justin Fields. We don't just I'm gonna say we I'm I'm taking bids for who I'm gonna cheer for now that Deshaun Watson is back on the grounds, but the Bears. Cheer for the Bears. I guess I'll cheer for the Bears, but Chicago does not deserve Justin Fields, like you said. He uh, had yet another great rushing game on Sunday in their loss. Um, but after the game, as he opened his post-game press conference, uh, he didn't start by talking about the game. He didn't start by talking about anything except for, hey, everyone in Chicago, it's getting cold out there. Bring your gently used coats to Jewel Osco and donate them to someone in need. Like, love that. Love that message. Love that he jumped right in with that. My heart just melted. Yeah, he's a class act. He always has been a class act. He was a class act in his Ohio State days. And um, I don't know. I think that he's someone who knows that he has a platform. And it's like, you know, like there, there's nothing. Everyone can agree that if you have a gently used coat, you would want it to go to somebody who needs it if you're not using it. And so it's mm-hmm. just like, he just like uses his platform to better the lives of everyday people. 
time after time. And so, yes, Chicago gets really cold in the winter. As we've discussed. As we've discussed, there's already snow on the ground. So listen to Justin Fields. And this applies to cities anywhere that it gets cold. Um, Listen to Justin Fields. If you're listening to this and you have some gently used coats in your closet, like now is a great time to help somebody out with a coat. It was a great reminder. I've had a coat that I was cleaning out my closet like in the spring and I was like, oh, I need to donate this. And I forgot. But now I'm like, hey, time is now. Someone can use this coat tomorrow. So donate your coats. Um, one other very sweet moment. Uh, did you have a, did you watch the game on Saturday? Did you watch um, into the second half, I should say? Yes. We uh well, so the, the funeral was for a, a Buckeye fan. It was my my best friend's father. Um and so he would have wanted the game on. And so we did have the game on at the funeral. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, well, that's very heartwarming. And to be um, clear, like, I would want the same thing. Like, if I go, show the game. Let this be known to everybody. Um, so there was this very sweet moment. You may have heard in the first half that Jenny Taft is wrapping up her college football season early because she's actually headed to cover the World Cup. Um, so incredible opportunity for her. Um, yeah, but there was a yeah. very sweet moment. Oh, go on. Oh, I was going to say, it's so big and like so exciting. And uh, as a soccer fan, I'm like, it's good. I'm happy for you. I don't get that jazzed about soccer, but you know, the rest of the world does. So it's in, it's incredible. But there was this very sweet moment in the second half when Joel Klatt, the color commentator, wished her the best and said that she was going to do such a great job. And it's just one of those moments that like when you it's always nice to hear like support from your peers and to have that encouragement, but to have that encouragement on national television yeah. for a woman announcer. Like that is, that was such cool validation. Like I almost started crying and then I did start crying for a thing we're going to talk about in a minute. Uh, tell me, I already know oh. I'm still crying about it. Cameron Babb y'all. Oh, I will cry about this until the end of time. Like until the end of time. I was crying so much that when Brett and I were talking about what to cover on Your Nuts this week, I was like, let's talk about other moments in Ohio State football that have made us cry. <laughs> he was like, great. I love uh, Yeah. But I mean, just what he's been through, four ACL tears and then making his comeback and, you know, scoring the cherry on top touchdown and against scoring. Indiana. His sweet parents, you guys, like they have driven to all of OSU's games and he hasn't played. Like, so the only time they had seen him on the field was when he would go on for the coin toss. Oh, I mean, his parents were amazing. His teammates, like how they just kind of formed that circle behind him after he scored. And like, so that he could have his moment. And then they were just so excited to celebrate with him. Uh, I'm going to cry again. Like, it, I, <laughs> I, uh, I can't even, I can't even believe. Like, he has put in so many hours to be on that field. And like, both in like normal practice and also just like in rehab to 
fix the like like really think about it, like two ACL surgeries on each knee. He sat out the first nine games of the season with different knee injuries, like each time. Oh my like, God. It's crazy. Um uh, it was just so cool. It was so cool. Seeing like Ryan Day's reaction and Brian Hartley's reaction. And then like Marvin Harrison Jr. like pulling him in and like just so stoked to see that like your compatriot scored his first touchdown. Like just y'all everything about it if you just need to like have faith in humanity and like a story of resilience like oh my god everything wonderful he um he was I believe medically cleared to play before the Northwestern game wasn't he but then because of the weather conditions they were like well we like we better not risk it like we don't need another injury basically so this was kind of the first time that even though he was medically cleared a week ago that we really got to see him. Um, And he has not scored a touchdown in a football game since his junior year of high school. Oh, so like, but now he has, but now he has. And his family said in like post game interviews that they were just hoping that he would play. And then like their number two goal was that he would catch a pass. Like it was, they weren't even thinking about scoring. They were just like, can he just catch a pass? Oh, well, I did a lot more. I wanted to be like, have a moment. And then he got to score the touchdown. It's, it's amazing. Well, because we're crying, we're going to try to stop crying. So let's talk about how Marvin Harrison Jr. is actually like a stretch Armstrong doll. <laughs> like how, how does this, How? My friend, like, so Tia actually texted me, like, a still, like, of the, like, kind of pinnacle of his pose when he made that catch. Yeah. And it's impossible. So I sent it to some other friends, and my friend Katie was like, don't challenge him in Twister. <laughs> you and that was my favorite. <laughs> That's so perfect. Um, And then on Sunday, I tried to recreate the catch. Because I was like, this is physically impossible. How did that go for you, Meredith? Well, it didn't go great. And then Dave was like, I think you're going to hurt yourself. And I would like you to stop. And I'm like, me not in pads, not having like a defender, like trying to tackle me, like going to hurt myself simply by trying to get in that position. But anyway. Oh, boy. I need to know who teaches him yoga. Truly, if you're taking new students, I love yoga. So would be happy to join. Virtual classes, live classes, whatever you got, like. Whatever you've got. Finally, rounding out uh, some of this. This has not been lighthearted at all. This has been, (laughs) it's been heartwarming, but not lighthearted. But wrapping up the heartwarming section, did you have a chance to see the video of fans singing Take Me Home Country Roads in Germany at the Tampa Bay Seattle game? So happy. So cute. I saw someone I saw someone tweet like two years ago. They're from Germany and they were like, I thought Take Me Home Country Roads was the national anthem of the United States. And it was like (laughs) so confused when he went to like a football game and they started playing the Star Spangled Banner because he was like, surely the national anthem is. John Denver. 
Okay, but what if we, what if, what if it was, what if we just like made an executive decision to swap out the national anthem for some John Denver? I love this song. Um, it makes me happy. It's so happy, but what was very funny. So as a huge office fan, uh, I shared this with my friend Becky, who's also a huge office fan. And she responded now in German, which is a subtle <laughs> reference to, <laughs> I believe, season four when Andy and Dwight are playing Country Roads. And then Dwight says, now in German. I love that so much. <sighs> All right. That's a great uh, reference. <laughs> Oh, I'm all about it when it comes to the office. Jamie, I need to take a break because I feel like we've shed a lot of tears in the first half of the show. Yeah, it's time to like grab a Kleenex, take a breather and come back with some more chaos. Well, we've got good stuff coming back, including dogs versus cats, which I don't think we'll cry about this week. No, probably not. All right, stay with us. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So welcome to this week's edition of Dogs vs. Cats. Um, for those of you new to the show or who haven't listened in the last few weeks, we went through all of the mascots in the football subdivision. Uh, or excuse me, what does the FBS stand for again? It's the Football Bowl Series, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. These acronyms, y'all. How can we keep up? Uh, and we pulled them into Team Dog and Team Cat. So we have 13 members in Team Dog and 20 in Team Cat. Um, so this is very impressive. Team Dog went seven and six this week with no buys. It's their third straight winning record. So really finishing the season with a lot of momentum. I would say they're hot dogs. I would say they're hot dogs as well. But are they a sandwich? No, no. Are, are, do you think they are? <laughs> no, hot dogs are not a sandwich. Are you a firm believer in the Chicago dog? Oh, yes. Can I address something with you? If you tell me you put ketchup on your hot dogs, I'm leaving this call. That's not what I'm going to tell you. I'm telling you that when you go and you get a veggie dog at Wrigley Field, or at least in 2018 when you got a veggie dog at Wrigley Field, they would just give you all of the toppings inside of a bun. There wasn't like a vegetarian hot dog in there. (laughs) So since then, they have added like beyond brats to the menu. I don't know if they've added like a veggie like hot dog. (laughs) make the stuff on top of but I got so mad the first time I went and I was like this is just a like this is a freaking like vegetable sa- like this is a salad with croutons I guess that I is know. a sandwich 
<laughs> it was a sandwich. It was a veggie melt, but not melted. That's just disgusting. Just vegetable hot dog so bun like, with mustard and celery salt. For the, for the kind of people who don't know what is it, a Chicago hot dog, it is mustard, relish, like pickled relish, uh, tomato, pickles, um, sport peppers, like hot sport peppers, and celery salt. Cucumbers. And and cucumbers and cucumbers sometimes i feel like some places do the cucumbers and some don't um that's disgusting if you don't have some like a meat or a veggie dog or something to break that up you need like a protein situation yeah it was dissatisfying to i'm say so the sorry least. to laugh at you but that is the funniest thing i've ever heard thank you also uh, like what a chicagoan thing to do like, we don't know what to serve you if you don't eat meat. So we're just going to give you like vegetable, like accoutrement on bread. Okay. <sighs> Alas, Jamie. Alas. Um, well, anyway, Team Cat, back to dogs versus cats, uh, went 13 and six this week with one buy. So they're actually hotter than Team Dog this past week, though their positive trend is just now beginning. Um, but I have to say, I'm actually unclear on this record because Ohio University, the Bobcats that fall under Team Cat, um, has been playing on Tuesdays. So, like, I don't know if their win is, like, week 11 or week 12 or week yeah, 10 or what. That's so strange. I mean, I'm a fan. Don't get me wrong. Like, who doesn't want to watch football on a Tuesday? I mean, I feel like it's nice to have – a game on an off day for that exact reason. It's like, oh, I, I like wish there were football on and then there is. Exactly. We have, like we should have one game every day of the week. Well, there was that period. I think we're coming to the conclusion of it now where there were 27 straight days of football. It was beautiful. Yeah. More of that. Um, more of that, especially like the, on Tuesdays, like I want to watch the college football playoff reveal show. But then I can't like actually hear them overanalyze it anymore after like 20 minutes. So I got to move on. That's fair. That's very fair. What better way with football? Um, anyway, just a couple highlights from this week. Um, so Team Dog and Team Cat each went one and one in their cross-species matchups. Um, so Tennessee beat Missouri um, and then Auburn beat Texas A&M. Uh, and then there was one dog v dog matchup, which was Georgia versus Mississippi State, and obviously Georgia beat Mississippi State. What if Georgia hadn't? I'm here's the problem that I'm running into is that I need Georgia to win out because so there's no like second SEC team. No, I think if Georgia wins out, there can be a second SEC. I think Tennessee could get in if Georgia goes undefeated and wins the SEC title. Okay, I would like Tennessee to sneak in. Oh, you're still on the smoky bandwagon. I get it. I am. Because first of all, this is really important. So so yes, my, so my brother went to Tennessee. The national cha championship game is on my birthday in Los Angeles, 10 minutes from my apartment. So my dream is for OSU and Tennessee to somehow match up. Um, and it's also his birthday is like a week after mine. So my parents did say that if OSU and Tennessee wind up in the national championship game, we could that would be like the family Christmas present and we would just like cancel Christmas and do football instead. 
Um, Love that. So I'm still holding out hope. I do still think it's possible. Clemson losing to Notre Dame was a huge step in that direction. I might, I think I need like TCU to lose a game, but because the, the four right now are Georgia who assuming they win out is in OSU and Michigan. So who one, of one or the other going to lose, it's going to be Michigan, obviously like OSU is getting in. Um, it's our time. And then TCU who's undefeated, but like doesn't have the strength of schedule. But if we're going to add a third, a fourth team, like let's say OSU or Michigan, we lose one of those. If we, uh, it theoretically could be USC or Tennessee, I think sneaking in there. But I think if it comes down to a one loss team between like a Michigan or a Tennessee, Tennessee has a better strength of schedule. Yeah. I mean, that's probably a great time to transition into the playoff picture. Um, yeah, I absolutely agree with what you said. I want to go back to TCU though. So like you are of the opinion that TCU is not for real. Um, I think that they, I think that they are for real. Like the thing is anytime a team is undefeated at this point in the season, you have to pay attention. And like, so I'm not someone who's just like, ah, whatever it's TCU. Like who have they played? They're still undefeated. They've, they've played other teams that have won other games like it's not that they're not for real but do I think that TCU can hang with an Ohio State or a Georgia or even a Tennessee absolutely not they don't seem to have the complete team that at least Georgia and Ohio State seem to have right and I don't want to say that it's like luck like it's not they didn't get there by being lucky they've worked really hard they've yeah where they needed to so I'm I'm not when I say things like that, I am not trying to take away from the work that they have put in. And I do think that like, we do need to pay attention to teams outside of like the names that we all know and recognize from the playoffs every year. I also think that TCU and Tennessee and Michigan, well, I guess OSU and Michigan. So whoever loses that game, whatever, when Michigan loses, like, this is why we need to expand the playoffs because all of those teams are really great teams and like USC, frankly, should be in this conversation as well, that on any given day could, could win their game against any team. So I don't know that they're for real, but I think that they certainly could be. And I would like to see a team that I would consider to be stronger. So like a one loss Tennessee or a one loss Michigan in my mind is stronger than a, an undefeated TCU. Um, USC is stronger than an undefeated TCU in my opinion this season. Um, I, because there are four slots, I would like to see one of those teams get in, but I think in an ideal world, there would be more playoff slots and we would get to see TCU like go into the playoffs and prove if they can hang with the, with the big kids. Cause maybe they can, and they deserve the chance to prove that if they're undefeated at this point in the season. Yeah. It's, I agree. It's something of a mystery. It's kind of like we saw with Cincinnati last year. Like mm-hmm. the only way they were going to get in is if they were undefeated and because they were undefeated and because the rest of the field was a little bit of a, you know, crap shoot, like they got in, but then as it turns out, like, no, they actually can't quite hang with Bama. Um, I do think the thing that we want to avoid is that 
you know, we don't want to classify all teams that don't, you know, have this resume as automatically being bad or not worthy of the playoff. Obviously, right. we have to consider strength of schedule, but you play the schedule you're given. Yeah. Um, like we can, I like to crap on Michigan because their non-conference schedule was absolute garbage. But, you know, if they run the table, if they do end up beating Ohio State, hopefully not, um, like that non-conference schedule doesn't matter anymore. They exactly. beat the schedule that they had. Right, exactly. Um, but speaking of the schedule that they have, I want to talk about USC real quick. Yeah. So if USC runs the table, they will, if they win out, they will end up with wins over UCLA, Notre Dame, and Oregon, most likely Oregon in the Pac-12 yep. championship game. Um, that is a playoff worthy resume. It absolutely, this USC team needs to be in the playoff conversations. Um, and that's why I actually said, I think that you look at that and you're like, like not that TC, like it's not that TCU isn't an incredible football team. They certainly are. Any team that is undefeated at this point in the season at this level of football in a major conference is an incredible team. Like we have to give that credit. Um, but what USC is doing, like it brings back memories of when USC was a powerhouse. Oh, once upon a time. Also, um, I think that like Caleb Williams, the quarterback at USC, really does need to be a part of the Heisman conversation. That's bold. <laughs> like I my I mean, CJ Stroud has been my pick since the beginning of the season. That Northwestern game might have put the nail in the coffin for him. Then my backup would have been Hendon Hooker at Tennessee, who was also like really shining all season. I think the Georgia game might have been might have might have done him in. And I, I think I don't know. I think Caleb Williams needs to be part of the conversation. Okay, I don't know okay. that he would win, but I certainly think he has earned his spot in New York. Well, I mean, I think to the point that, you know, we just talked about, like, if they run the table, they'll end up with all of these quality wins. And then you have to look back at him and say, okay, like, what was his role on this team that was so effective? Yeah. Um, so I can see that. Um, it is just interesting, like, how things are framed, right? Because, you know, we're talking about it like, okay, they can really boost their strength of schedule. But the flip side is obviously they probably have the toughest road of anyone to finish the season. I also out. think something that I'm really loving about USC and like, frankly, UCLA is having a great season as well. Um, is when they join the big 10, what that does for the big 10 strength of schedule, because people argue like right now, Penn, I mean, Penn State is a good football team, and they certainly could have, like, upset OSU or Michigan at their best if you got, like, OSU or Michigan not at their best and Penn State at their absolute, like, perfect execution. They're good enough to, like, hang with them, but OSU and Michigan are on another level than the rest of the Big Ten right now. You toss USC into the mix, you toss a UCLA into the mix, and all of a sudden, like, it shakes things up a little bit. It sure does. Um, I kind of love it. Like, then you've got more of an SEC kind of anyone could win this at any given time. Yeah. And you suddenly remove like 
every team is not going to be playing every other team or most teams year in and year out, right? Right. Um, with the expanded playoff or with the expanded conference. And so your championship game, assuming we eliminate divisions, like we probably will be, um, your championship game is your two best teams, probably undefeated teams in the big 10, which is very cool. Yeah. Yeah. And like, what a resume that you're building. Right. Um, right. yeah. Uh, speaking of teams that are not winning the big 10 East, not winning the big, big 10 generally, and not contending for a playoff. Um, we're boosting Ohio State's resume. We are playing Maryland this weekend. Oh, yes. Jamie. So oh, I do like I like their mascot. Gotta love a reptile. Yeah, he's he's cute. That's about all um, the on the table. I'm knocking on wood. And, I don't need a North. And Stephon Diggs. Maryland's yes. got athletes. They've always had athletes. Uh putting them together has been a challenge, except for what was it, 2018 when Ohio State beat them by two on a failed two-point conversion yeah I, I we we don't we just don't talk about that yeah I'm not sweating anyway Jamie, thoughts happen. for the you what I said we just pretend it didn't happen yeah yeah Moving we look on. at the W and we ignore everything else just like against Northwestern um I'm gonna what are your thoughts the for the game the day that I die with that Northwestern game to be clear like O'Hare had to ground planes I absolutely will stand by the fact that it was the win until the day I die. However, OSU, you can't always control the weather. And if the wind is that bad that you can't throw, you better have a run game and you're going to need it against Michigan. So get it together. Okay. I've said my piece moving on to Maryland. <laughs> what are your thoughts for the game and final score prediction? Um, I do think that we are going to win. Um, and I think it's going to be 49-10 OSU. Probably. I figured. I don't think Maryland is going to beat Ohio State 49-10. No, that seems unlikely. Um, that feels like a very good prediction. Uh, Ohio State is entering the game favored by 27 and a half points. Maryland got shut out last week against Penn State. So... I think maybe our defense could hold them to like three points. Okay. Like it feels like our defense is really firing on all cylinders um, and might be able to hold them to that. Uh, offensively, I am, I have concerns about our run game, obviously, but it feels like that's a thing that Ohio state will be like trying to figure out and practice all week. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go with like 35 to three. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Do you think that by the end of the game, we will be winning by enough that they'll put backup guys in and Maryland could like score a touchdown on the backup guys. This is a great point. Uh, it's possible. That's where I would I guess if we're going to get that extra touchdown in, if it's going to be like 49, 10 or whatever, my guess would be that it's like three points all the way through. And then at the end, they like tack a touchdown on when we've yeah. got like third string guys on the field. Like a garbage time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're totally yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. That would be, so that's my, that's my guess. Okay. I like it. I like your, your pick. Um. Anyway, that's all we have for today. Before we wrap up the show, Jamie, do you have any shout outs? Um... 
I do, but do you want to give yours first? Because I'm blanking. Uh, I, was, I had a great one and now I'm blanking on it. Oh. Yeah, sure. Um, so I feel like a lot of the first part of our show could have been totally shout outs. Um, so I'm just going to share something really funny that I saw on the Twitter sphere. Um, one of my favorite mascots, Jamie, the Western Kentucky Hilltopper, a.k.a. the Blob, is finally being featured on Western Kentucky's helmets. And there was a very cute series of Twitter videos featuring the Hilltopper in the gym and like talking to the president and then putting his face on all of the helmets. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. Okay, I remembered what mine was. Um, Sophia Smith, who is a US women's national team soccer player. Um, and she plays in the when they're not in national team season. Um, she plays for the Portland Thorns. She this was like her kind of breakout season. Um, she helped lead them to their league title for the NWSL. She got the championship game MVP trophy. She's only 22 years old. Um, and then in the game against in the the last friendly game against Germany, um, she scored another goal. And with, in doing so, um, she is now the youngest player to lead the U.S. Women's National Team in scoring in a calendar year since Mia Hamm scored, uh, since Mia Hamm did in 1993. So she is now just. Um, tied Mia Hamm's like record which is a big I mean that's good company to be in yeah like everyone knows Mia Hamm whether you follow soccer or not so she has matched Mia Hamm's record uh it's a it's a big deal she's had a pretty incredible season and so I just want to shout her out for tying that record um this past weekend and congratulate her on all of her accomplishments in this breakout season uh Congrats. At the age of 22. Oh, what have we done with our lives? Literally nothing. We've recorded this podcast. <laughs> I'm going to count that among my accomplishments. Me too. Thank you. All right. That's all we have for today. As a reminder, you can follow Jamie at Jamie Yurich, me at Meredith Hine and the site at Langrant33. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks again for listening to Play Like a Girl. And as always, go Bucks.